0: Peace and love, peace and love. Alright, today I want to go into talking about religion versus relationship. I want to go into two different pieces of information, it might be more. But I just want to do a spiritual brainstorm with you so we can talk about religion versus relationship. Talk about dogma and doctrine and all of those different things, okay? So let's listen to a a clip. About religion versus relationship.
1: I, I want to deal with something. Uh, you know we're continuing to talk about. the Grace based success. But you, know, you have to ask yourself a question. Are people Christians. Because they seek the benefits. Or are they Christians. Because they seek the intimacy. Of knowing God. And if the truth is told. Most people are in it for the benefits. The benefits have become the motivation for the relationship, for coming to church. And all of a sudden, we're not really interested in growing in our relationship with Jesus more than we are. What's the next five principles I can use to get something for myself? The danger of that is when first things become second things, then you don't get the benefit of the first or the second (laughs) And first things have to be first. Turn to your neighbor and say, First things first. first, thing. first thing. And if first things are first, second things will be second. <laughs> and the benefits are not first things, the benefits will always be second things. Your healing, your finances, your peace, they will always be second things. But whenever you try to make those first things, then you won't get God in, as far as intimacy is concerned, and you won't get to the second thing either. Got to change our mentality and our mindset concerning these things. You got to stop getting involved in the things of God because you're more interested in the benefits than you are the intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. And so today, I actually wrote two sermons. I don't know which one. I don't know which one I'm gonna preach. Uh, but you, I just trust God. I have a relationship with Him. Maybe all of those notes were for me. But um. I'm going to pick up um, in the book of Galatians and chapter 3 verse 13 and 14 and um, reestablish our foundation from last week and uh, define for you worship and what that is it's it's just been I don't know about you but it's something happening in my relationship with Jesus Christ because I now know how he wants to be worshipped and so the relationship with God Christianity was never meant to be a religion religion requires for you to do something to get something Christianity was never intended to be a religion Christianity is a relationship it is an intimate one on one relationship between you the Christian the creature and God your creator that's what it is and there's no time being spent with God, and you don't know him, and there's no intimacy in the relationship that you have with the Father, then what are you doing? What are you doing? Why are you wearing a Christian t-shirt that says, I'm a Christian, and when you die and go to heaven, you're going to walk right past Jesus because you never got to know him. And so uh, I pray that our church will come to a place where we're more interested, and the motivation behind me coming to church is that he wants to be worshipped so I'm going to participate in a worship service designed to give him the glory it is not me coming to church for my benefit it is me coming because he is already without doing one more thing he has already done enough for me to at least for me to say thank you you know the question has God ever done anything for you well he's worthy to be praised amen All right, so let's watch this. Let's let's look at this, Galatians 3.13. Let's read it out loud together. Ready, read. Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, Curses everyone that hangeth on the tree. Now, right here, he's addressing the issue that under the law by Moses, the law by Moses, there were 613 laws. And the agreement was you would have to keep all 613 of the laws in order to be blessed. That if you can keep all 613 laws, then you will be blessed in the city, and you'll be blessed in the field, and you'll be blessed going in, you'll be blessed going out, and it's going to be based on you meeting this condition of being obedient to the law that came by Moses. Well, in verse 15 of Deuteronomy 28, it also had a curse associated with it. It said, now, if you cannot be obedient to all the law, 613 of those laws, then you're going to be cursed. And then it gives a list of all the curses that actually came on people because they were trying to keep and obey the law, but they could not. And as a result, they were cursed. Well, Jesus says, you know what? I don't want you guys to have to go through that. He said, I have... Perfectly satisfied the quota, in a sense. I, I, I became your peace offering. I became your ransom. I became
2: your, your payment. I became everything
0: you needed. I kept all six hundred. Okay, my people. So this is where we at. Former secretary to the governor. Okay, my people. So this is where we at. This is where we at. I just want to give you three words, as we understand and overstand the difference between religion and relationship. I just want to say three words to you. No rules, no religion, no relationship. The original way of Christ the Messiah, Yahushua, Yesu, Jesus Christ, that we call him now in the English language, there was no rules, there was no religion, there was no rituals. So what's going on today? We're going to find out what's the difference between religion and relationship. sensitive
3: to their belief systems Mm -hmm. and this is one of the things that I recognize that's terribly injurious to us even in our dealings with each other which will demonstrate as soon as you see them getting together arguing dogma and calling it religion because most of the masses don't get religion and that's not an attack on anyone that's just simply Mm -hmm. the truth I mean believers don't get this information just adepts Adepts, whether you're dealing with skull and bones, Knights Templars, Knights of Columbus, uh, Eastern Stars, Daughters of Isis, Kaikos, Ku Klux Klan, Union Guard, White Camellia, uh, Skull and Bones, anyone in your mystic degrees, all, all of them, don't get it twisted, just because they're in Islam or Christianity or Judaism, they're all Kabbalists, are we clear? And all of them know what that Kaaba is in Mecca. All of them do. And we ain't talking about the evils that people do in the name of religion. We're talking about the science that is the true cosmology, Kabbalistic yoga philosophies that comprises religion across the planet. Are we clear? That's where, that's where your imams, your rabbis, your ministers, your sheiks, your grand sheiks, your skull and bones members, ETC, all of them are Kabbalists, are we clear? All of them are adepts, are we clear? Because they're dirty, and very few of them are clean, they've created these things that you know as sects. S-E-C-T-S, and those...
0: Okay, my people, so he's talking about, you know, the religion. He's talking about a lot of things that you probably know or don't know or need to know, okay? And remember, there's always something that you don't know that you don't know. So as we continue to talk about religion versus relationship, let's just listen a little bit more intently. And at certain points, I'm going to stop it so that I can drop it. Here we go.
3: One in your mystic degrees, all, all of them. Don't get it twisted. Just because they're in Islam or Christianity or Judaism, they're all Kabbalist. Are we clear? Yes. And all of them know what that Kaaba is in Mecca. All of them do. And we ain't talking about the evils that people do in the name of religion. We're talking about the science that is the true cosmology, Kabbalistic yoga philosophies that comprises religion across the planet. Are we clear? That's where, that's where your imams, your rabbis, your ministers, your sheikhs, your grand sheikhs, your skull and bones members, etc. All of them are Kabbalists. Are we clear? All of them are adepts. Are we clear? Because they're dirty and very few of them are clean They've created these things that you know as sects. S-E-C-T-S, and those are those little package games they made to divide people against each other in the name of religion when the masses don't get religion. Are we clear? Give you another key, and I challenge you to challenge it. Spirit and spirituality means breath, and the art of breathing and nothing else
0: okay my people so let's just back up a little bit he's telling you the meaning of breath and this is quite interesting because from my research about this I started to see that one of the first things that we were giving as people of God children of God is the breath of life it says in the book of Genesis When when the creator took this and he took that, and man became a living soul as he, you know, he gave him the breath of life. And I'm paraphrasing. So sometimes we don't appreciate the breath of life. Sometimes we don't get a lot of information over here on the West about the breath of life. And we need to really know when we're talking about the word spirit and we're talking about the creator. Why aren't we getting more information about what the ancients knew for instance there's a person who went who uh, was in, in, uh, translating the scripture for the Vatican and they hired this guy and he found out that the Jewish word for spirit he found out that it was incorrect and he's saying the true word or as you're talking about spirit, He actually said that it meant something about flying, something about speed or high speed in the air. And I'm just paraphrasing. He used those different things. And he said that the Jewish term Ruach. Some people say Ruach HaKadish. The Ruach is a word that comes from a Sumerian origin. And he was showing you the the, the symbol associated with it. Because from hieroglyphics. To other, let's just say Paleo Hebrew. There always was a picture. There always was a meaning. You know what I'm saying? With these words. And sometimes we get in another word. And based on what word we was given. we on another frequency. My people, we got to stay connected. But let's, let's listen a little bit more.
3: All priests know that. Spirit and spirituality is breath the art of breath, learning to breathe to prepare yourselves to receive the electrical charges from the Akashic records that exist in nature that connects you to the higher mind which is religion. Spirit, the masses are trained to think or to believe that when you, I, or anyone else says spirit they're talking about Conceptually what the masses know as religion. Spirit means breath and nothing else. Spirituality means the art of breathing to activate the cells which have memory in them. It's also a form of what you would call body washing. Baptism, if you get the whole point. You know, because you know just like you fast to clean the cells. Mm. So is breathing also energizing the cells. You know how like when oxygen doesn't get to your pituitary gland? Yeah. <laughs> Same purpose. Mm. Because it activates or stimulates the cells to receive knowledge, which is called gnosis,
0: And the knowledge is, which, which is, is the, the philosophy,
3: play. which is the philosophy and the rebinding to the memories that set in your cells of your ancient mothers and fathers. And that is religion.
0: And I just had to stop there, my people, because as we even go back, even before he talked about um, the division and how so many different things was dividing the people. You know, what I'm saying division. Um, people are divided, and the scripture tells us that a house divided cannot stand. So I want you people to understand and overstand this. We get caught up on the separation principles and ideas, and then what happens? Everybody is separated. Separated from who? Separated from the Creator because what Adam did. So we have the doctrine of separation versus the original doctrine that says you were connected. You were connected, let me just say, on two levels. First, you was connected to your father because your father made you. You know what I'm saying? Uh... The scripture tells us that we were made in the image and the likeness of our father if we are of the father. You know what I'm saying? So now we also have to deal with the fact of this. When we're talking about separation, the original people said that we are all connected. This is a universal law. We are all connected. We are all connected. They have the law of oneness. They have the law of Everything being connected, my people. So we got to know universal principles. I like to call it the law of love. There's about 12 different universal principles. There's, you know, basic ones. And there are some other ones as well. But my people, we got to increase the knowledge, wisdom, and understanding if we are talking about relationship. All right? Let's listen a little bit more. Once again, he's talking about breath. He's talking about the spirit and let's listen a little bit more
3: and nothing else is and all of the pretty much secondary layers that have been put on this principle is dogmata has more to do with political controls than it is with nature law um... religion itself is a study of the workings of nature the forces in nature etc uh... push and pull um, magnetic poles in the uh, earth, in the atmosphere, uh, the effects of the apogee and the apogee in the rotation of the planet around the sun, and the rotation of the moon around the earth, and its cause and effect on the earth and on all living things, which also comprises the seasons and the elements. That's religion, the cosmology. Uh, And the philosophies that go with it, the moral philosophy that's learned from life and nature itself, that's religion. That's not spirituality. That's religion. And it's universal. And understand that um, it's, it's, it's not a version. Versions are sectalism created by the priesthood for control purposes and for graft self engrandizement
0: Okay, you were saying, um, uh, you said the Kabbalah. Kabbalah. uh, And the the books that come out of that, um, the Torah, the Bible, uh, the Quran, those are nothing but... uh,
3: All of those books must be looked at from a Kabbalistic perspective first in order to properly comprehend them Mm -hmm. and apply them. Mm -hmm. If not, your concepts will be storyline, some useful, but it's not going to give you the gnosis that's in them. And this is how the priesthood has pretty much locked the masses out.
0: All right, my people, so there you go. You know what I'm saying? You hear it from a different flow. You know I'm saying? You're listening to a master teacher here talking about this, guys. And we have to know the relationship. You know, the ancient people used to say, know thyself. You know what I'm saying? T.D. Jakes v- v- recently said it. You know what I'm saying? He says, you know, there's a difference between believing and knowing. You know what I'm saying? And I put this on, you know, sharing it with the people so that people know. You know what I'm saying? There's difference between knowing. The ancient peoples used to say, know thyself. You know what I'm saying? Know thyself. Because if you don't know, then you got to go along with the flow that they gave you. And it might not be true. You know what I'm saying? And we got to make sure that we in the truth because the truth will make us free. All right? So let's just listen a little bit more to uh, from another perspective. You know what I'm saying? As we're talking about religion versus relationship. In this particular, uh, you know what I'm saying, uh, uh, I would say uh, influencer, I think you might find it interesting the way he expresses it. He might not say it the way Creflo said it. He might not say it the way this master teacher said But listen the way he said it. So that you can make sure that you have a relationship and not the religion. Listen to it.
2: Let's get in there. Let's just hit the bullet points and worry about the language. Which is ironic considering I've offered over, I've offered almost 15 different products on various aspects of persuasion, influence, and conversational hypnosis. Um, my site is called Real World Hypnosis. I also have the Stealth Hypnosis Instant Conversational Hypnosis Crash Course. We'll be covering some of that tomorrow. This course is about the laws of attraction. That being said, what I want you to understand is that I have a thorough, thorough uh, study in the art and science of something called hermetics. How many people here know what hermetics is? If you do not, I will give you the nuts and bolts version. How many people have ever seen a movie called The Secret? Yes. Okay. Do you remember the opening scene where the guy's taking the rubbing of the scroll, rolling it up, stuffing it, and running it away? What do you think he's rubbing? Besides that. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, politically incorrect language offends you. There's a fucking door. I know the answer. This means I don't. This means oh shit! Please don't call on me and ask me to come up, right? This means yes. This means no. Is there going to be a test? Yes. Yes. Will you know when it's coming? Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. First and foremost, I'm going to give you where what they what they don't tell you and what the guys are doing the rubbing of is something called the tabula smaragdina. It's known as the Emerald Tablet, the Emerald Tablet of Hermes Trismegistus, or Hermes the Thrice Great. All metaphysical disciplines, Yoga, Qigong, Kabbalah, Huna, and all of the religions that grew out of those disciplines come from Hermetics. They are based on the principles recorded by Hermes thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago that explain how the universe works. Understand that?
0: Okay, my people. So, once again, there we go. Religion versus relationship. Okay, so he is taking it a step further based on his understanding he is saying basically that all of these different things... Basically, if you ask me... Go back to Hermes... And Hermes, if you do the knowledge... Listen, y'all know where that where that, where that, came from... Right there in Egypt... Which is in Kemet... And we know it's a fact... That all the different Masons... You know what I'm saying... And all these different other groups... Listen, they, where they got their stuff from... If you don't know... Then you need to know... All of these Masons... You know what I'm saying... Eastern stars and all that stuff come back from Kemet, come back from the motherland and it has some sort of uh, connection to the school of Alexandria. That's right where they had the mystery schools. So we got to know we ain't going to be played like a fool. We got to have a relationship and not religion. So I hope that you are taking notes and I'm hoping that you know what I'm saying? That you are getting some, I forgot that word. I hope that you're getting some epiphanies and all of that other great, all of them other great things, my people. We got to know how to have a relationship in the intimacy. So let's go forward. You know, we got a few more seconds. Uh, I would say a few more minutes. You know what I'm saying? Let's listen in and continue to win.
3: It is actually only hundreds of years old. I'm going to give you the gnosis that's in and this is how the priesthood had pretty much locked the masses out mm-hmm. for selfish reasons
2: mm-hmm.
3: now the word god is dramatic it is actually only hundreds of years old not thousands of years old mm-hmm. and um i'm going radio them. Um, and it comprises um a study of the of the dramatic tribes of the ancient Hindu Hindu and persons, um, the Kabbalistic knowledge, and it was actually rooted in what they call Kodam and Uda, and that is a doing, action, a body of knowledge, not a being. And the symbol that represents that knowledge is called the good being or swastika, which represents the four gates of the universe represents the four seasons, the four elements, ETC, and they have the arms, the the, the quadro, square, counterclockwise. And it's the oldest, what they would call religious symbol on the planet. In modern times, usually given a negative because people don't know what's original. That's to the turn them from it. That's the culture of the planet. And that is uh, the good being and that's where you get the term that's used in modern so-called religious philosophy where they call the supreme being. That's where that came from. As a matter of fact, even in our culture, Tetrabermaton actually deals with the four gates and the four elements. And yet Tetrabermaton is presented to people who don't understand it as the ineffable word or four-letter word. You know, YHWH, and then those who don't understand the science just say Yahweh, you know, and then those who don't understand that say Jehovah. And, and yet, those same people will turn around and condemn cosmology, which is actually the foundation of all religions on the planet. And so what you find is people sitting around debating their beliefs that have nothing to do with the science of life.
0: The science of life, my people. We got to continue to talk about this, my people, okay? The science of life. If you don't want no strife, you know what I'm saying? You got to have a relationship. And I want to give you a few more tips, you know what I'm saying, as we talk about this. Because we cannot be in a box when it comes down to life. Okay. Now, based on what was just said, before we go, I'm going to give you something that pertains to life. Now, we know that when we research the ancient word, we know that aside from the cross that we, we, that we was given, you know, as we talking about the cross and we talking about the four elements and we talking about the creators, uh, the four letters for the, uh, creator's name. You know what I'm saying? Um, I wanted to let you know that when you go to Kemet, they have a four. They have the four-letter word, which is the unk, and we know the unk is connected to the what? It's connected to the ancient cross, which is the uh, circle at the top, and then you have the, you know, thing coming down, a straight line coming down. Okay, the ancient cross, and and one some of the first Christians came out of, you know what I'm saying, out of the land over there in Egypt, okay, which is which we know as Kemet. So now, as we continue to talk about this, I wanted to give you that original word, which a lot of people didn't even know, uh, connects, connects to that word called Ankh, A-N-K-H. So I'm going to give you the other word because it also connects... We need to... How do you say? Get in from... Because it also connects with... What he was saying, the four-letter word of God, which is Y-H-W-H. And here it goes. So once again, the ancient Egyptian cross is the earliest and most ancient sacred symbol of religion. Egyptologists that believe they have successfully deciphered ancient Egyptian hieroglyphics say it is called Ankh, A-N-K-H, meaning life. The meaning is correct, however, that is not what the ancient Egyptians called it. The original ancient Egyptian word that Egyptologists tried to decipher was NKWA. Once again, NKWA. The language from which this word originated is Akan. A K A N. It actually means life. The symbol was the ancient Egyptian sacred religious symbol that reinforced the cross on which the Messiah was crucified as a sacred Christian symbol. How did this happen? The early Christian church of ancient Egypt adopted the NKWA symbol as a symbol of their church and called it the crux Ansara. From here it was taken to Rome and there it became a Christian symbol with only a slight variation in design. The symbol of NKWA Rilo was Excavated 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 From the tomb Of the Aachen king Tutu Ankhoma The boy king Of ancient Egypt Whose name They have corrupted To Ten I can't pronounce This too well But let me spell it out Um Alright But the main thing Is guys Y'all got the knowledge On This symbol Called the Ankh and it's original name alright okay guys so before we go once again there was um, someone who I told you earlier the Vatican hired who came in to interpret description uh, the scriptures and once again I just wanted to let you know he basically was letting us know you know what I'm saying that the term uh doesn't mean a uh, uh, spirit it means wind or anything flying in the air quickly and causing wind. So there we have another, you know what I'm saying, um, idea about the breath of life. You know what I'm saying, about the breath. Not from there, but also, um, I mean, I can hit you with a lot of different things. I'm not going to go there right now. But I also wanted to talk about, once again, the symbol. The word isn't Jewish, but he said of Sumerian origin. And you will see a picture here of something flying. And it also have at the top the letters R-U and at the bottom A. And you will see the symbol right next to it, which is like a, a spacecraft flying. And you see at the bottom is like uh, uh, the symbol of a uh, wind. You know what I'm saying? At the bottom two, to uh, uh, I would just say, uh, Two different things looking like, uh, you no, know, the wind moving. So, my people, we got to know, we got to know, all right. So, my people continue to have a relationship for those who know, stay in the relationship, okay. Especially in these hard times that we are going through, you know, what I'm saying the weapon formed against you shall prosper. So, continue to know who you are so you can continue to go far. I'd like to hear your thoughts on this. Leave a message here, okay, or you can uh, email me. The email is in the description, all right? And let's just make sure that we stay connected, that we have a relationship. Until next time, thank you for listening. Peace and love.